Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the message that you instilled in Clay to bring us this morning in the Bible study. Pray that we all absorb these things. Pray that you be with each and every one of us so we understand the true meaning that you bring us in the Bible that, that you have given us as your word. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Genesis 13 and 14. And last night I thought I had all my notes straight. I got to going over it this morning and I got to marking out more and more of it and it just didn't work. So. We may have to start all over from the beginning. But chapter 13, I'm pretty much going to skip a lot of the first part of it. Because we, we all know that Abram, from chapter 12, Abram got kicked out of Egypt. He headed back up into Canaan, back to where he had built the first altar. And the first thing they run into is Lot and Abram both had huge herds of livestock. Takes a large amount of area of land to feed these animals. So, <clears throat> start in verse 8, chapter 13. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. It is not is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll take the right. Or if you go to the right, I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before This is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It was like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent as far as, as Sodom, but then the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now when Lot uh, we're going to stop right there for a little bit. When Lot and Abram left Egypt, Abram went to where he had first built the first altar when he came into Canaan. And he called on the name of the Lord. But when him and Lot discovered that their herds were so large that 
their herdsmen couldn't find enough grazing for them and was causing a lot of issues. Rather than try to work together on things, they, they fought about everything, which is as far from being uh, godly as you can get. There were already uh, people, groups, kings of other uh, cities in that area that uh, caused a lot of problems for Ab Abram and, and Lot and his herdsmen. So they should have pulled together and worked things out. Maybe reduced the amount of livestock they had or the grazing to reduce the amount of grazing necessary. But they didn't. They chose Abram decided that they should just part company. So Lot made a choice without considering any of Abram's needs or, or anything else. Lot chose the plain of Jordan, which was next to, which included the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, which were exceedingly wicked and sinned against the Lord, as it says in verse 13. Uh, we can already see the problems that this is going to bring. It, uh, there is not a lot said about Sodom and Gomorrah, but there is more of it in, in Genesis and other places in the Bible, which we will cover later on. Uh, it said some of my notes that surrounded by hostile neighbors, the herdsmen of Abram and Lot should have pulled together. Instead, they let petty jealousy tear them apart. Similar situations exist today. Christians often bicker while Satan is at work. Anytime, even in the church, that we are not getting along, working things out, we're allowing Satan to come in and take, take that time. And Satan will stick his foot in the door anytime he can. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Rivalries, arguments, disagreements among believers can be destructive in several ways. They damage goodwill, trust, and peace, and the foundations of good human relations. They hamper progress, uh, progress toward important goals. They make us self-centered rather than love-centered, as Jesus uh, constantly preached that love was more important than anything else. Jesus understood how destructive arguments among brothers could be. Even in His final prayer, before being betrayed and arrested, Jesus asked God that His followers be one. This is one not only in mind, but also in heart. 
So that was Lot, Lot's choice. Lot was a godly man at one time, but he showed his true character by taking the best. Uh, for himself and not not foreseeing what living next to the evilness in Sodom and Gomorrah would do to him. So Abram, he waited on the Lord to answer him. In verse 14, we start, And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if any man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, Walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Now this brings up a point that we see in, in the world today. In the Middle East, there are a lot of uh, countries, Palestine, or the Palestinians for one, claim the Gaza Strip as theirs. That's part of Israel. That's part of this land <clears throat> that God has given Abram and his descendants forever. It's just can't get any plainer than that. Verse 15. That is Israel's land. Uh, all of these countries over there continue to fight to this day over the fact that Israel, that land belongs to Israel and they're denying it in every way. So if we can't see what's going on today as to what started back in Abram's day, uh, it is still present with us now. We still have the same issues that Abram's going to run into here. So then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built another altar to the Lord. So Abram's choice and Lot's choices are brought out to us. Lot Lot's selfishness made his choice to choose what looked as good, well-watered land, but he didn't look at the issues that went along with it. Abram prayed to God, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord, and in verse 14, the Lord answered him. So, Abram waited for God to tell him what he should do. Here we have Lot's choice and Abram's choice. So, also, this, 
these verses bring out the fact that God is standing by His covenant with Abram to give him this land. The land that He had promised to him now, He is bringing that are following through with His promise to Abram. So this land is belongs to Israel forever. Now all these countries that are wanting to annihilate Israel because they disagree with this probably have not read this with and taken it to heart. So we'll move on to verse 14. Uh, I'm not going to read the first parts of it. We'll, I'll go over. Not only can I not pronounce half of those names, but uh, what it amounts to, uh, there are five kings that come up against four kings that are rebelling against them. King Chadalamor of the ruled over that part of the country and there's four of the kings decided that they were no longer going to pay restitution to them and rebelled. So King Chadalamor uh, gathered four other kings together and they uh, declared war on them. In all of this, they plundered the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and they also took Lot and his goods and departed. This is was the end of... Uh, they put an end to the rebellion of the five kings. But... In doing so, they took Lot as a prisoner and they went about their way and started back toward the north. Uh, in verse uh, 13 through 16, <clears throat> there was one who escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth tree of Mamre, the Amorite. Brother of Eschatol and brother of Anner, and they were allies with Abram. Now Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, and he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Habah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all of the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. We need to clear up one thing. Here it says he brought back his brother. It uses that twice. Actually, Lot was his nephew, but in those times they looked as at relatives 
as though they were closer as his brother. So that that's just a thing of that day and time. It's the way they looked at their relatives. They also looked at all of their at their servants and their household as their family. They considered all of the people that worked for them as family. So just that, that that's how closely they felt to the people that they were with all the time. <clears throat> now, in this, we look at the fact that Abram took 318 men. He also, the Amorite Mamre and his brother Eschol and Anner uh, were were allies of Abram also went with him but they went and defeated five kings and all of their armies and took brought back Lot this is something that only by the will of God could have happened so as we go on through 17 through the end of chapter 14 will point out what is happening here. And the king of Sodom, in verse 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shavar, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat at Chattelamor, and the kings who were with him. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out the bread and wine. He was a high priest of the God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom and or the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from the thread of a sandal to to a sandal strap that I will take nothing that is yours, lest you say I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portions of the men who went with me, Anner and Eschatol and Mamre, let them take their portions. So now we back up to verse 17. When Sodom King Sodom, the king of Sodom, came out to meet Abram. He demanded from Abram that he give back all of the people of Sodom to him. When Melchizedek came out to Abram, he worshipped the God Most High that delivered Abram's 
are delivered uh, the enemies to Abram's hand. He didn't ask for anything. He worshipped the same God Abram did. And he he uh, brought out bread and wine to worship the same as Jesus would have done. <clears throat> so we have one king who demands that he have all that Abram give him all of the people that came from Sodom, which is the same thing as Satan asking for all of the souls. So the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about Melchizedek. One of the uh, Bibles that I read had a footnote that said Melchizedek had no no genealogy and no descendants. They know very little about him. This part of the Bible probably tells us more about him than any other. He is mentioned a couple other times in Hebrews and further in Genesis, I believe. Not real sure about that. But he is the priest of the God Most High. He comes from Salem, which is uh, a town very close to where Jerusalem is. So, one of the commentaries says he is a Christ type of the God Most High. They're comparing him to the same thing as Jesus coming. So for him to just come out and worship Abram and the God of Abram, the same God that he worships, shows Abram's choices over Lot's choices. Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah. Abram chose God. God delivered his enemies into his hand. So we have the decisions that we make and who we follow uh, tell us a lot of things. A right relationship is based on faith, the heartfelt inner confidence that God is who He says He is and does what He says He will do. And right actions will follow naturally by, by our choices. Our choice to follow God. <clears throat> so we must be careful not to become like the very people we're trying to reach. Not to be led into the same situation that Lot allowed himself to be led into. Lot ended up living in Sodom and having to fight his way out. As we'll see in 
uh, chapters, mm, I forget what they are now, and I made notes on that, but uh, later chapters in Genesis, when Sodom, or when Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed, Lot escapes only with his two daughters. So, the choices here are a lot like the choices that we either choose to accept Christ and be saved or the other choice is going to hell. So we, we have to know and that's what we have to, to deliver. Like what Clay was, uh, Clay's study was. There's only two choices. It's simple. You can make the choice to follow Christ, or you can follow Satan. The choice is yours, and that's what we need to portray to those who need to come to know Christ. I hope I haven't made this these two chapters too confusing, but each one of them shows us uh, the choices that we need to make. The choices Lot made or the choices Abraham made. And as we continue to go through Genesis, I think it's going to continue to show us the same thing. We'll try to pick up on in verse 15 next. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Ray.